We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 154. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And I'm Shara. And this is the Saturday Storms edition. Uh, we're going to get to that in a minute. But uh, yeah, I just want to want to say, hey, how you guys doing out there over there? We're hey, good. We're doing as good as can be. We had same a... Same old, same old. We, we, we've, we've been sitting in the, under the, some clouds for like a week now. We've had a little bit of sun today, and a little bit of sun came out last night for a sunset. It so. was very sunny this morning. Yeah, I mean, I was good, glad to see that sun today. My gosh, I finally got out and got to throw a little bit today. I mean, they kept saying, well, you know, it's a partly sunny. That sun's going to come out. Sun never comes out. That was like three days in a row, and I'm like, right. I I think we we got like a peak here and there. I'm ready for a stretch of sunny days. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, or it, more than like 10 minutes of it. Oh, I know. I mean, now the weather was perfect today. I got out. It, it was like 52. Uh, perfect disc throwing weather. They were talking about wind kicking up. Uh, not yet. The, tomorrow is going to be the wind thing. But no, it was perfect. I did not lose a disc. I felt great getting some exercise. I barely broke a sweat. Uh, overall, it was it was good. So, did you get a sun, sunset tonight? I forget. Yes, yes he did. I did. Okay. You got a time lapse. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're doing a lot of those time lapses. I love it. Well, I'm just experimenting. I have this new camera I got for my birthday. A little pocket. It goes right in your pocket, but I set it up on a tripod tonight and it and it took real good time lapse. So, I was pretty happy with I've never used it for this before. So, I was pretty happy with it. Yeah, I think it was the perfect speed. Whatever, I mean, whatever speed you had it set on. Did you like it? Oh yeah, it was it was okay. smooth. It wasn't too fast. See, that's the problem with with the iPad. It does it does a, a decent job, um, but it no matter if you record twenty minutes or you record yeah. six hours, it will compress it into a thirty second time lapse. And I don't. There's no way to change that. So well, that's, this one is fully customizable. You pick. You want it every two seconds, every five seconds, every 10 seconds for it to take a picture. You can pick the duration, whether it's five minutes to an hour to infinite, as long as you have a power source. It's everything about it is customizable. Would you please send me the info on that? Because I would love to do an all-day time lapse without having to go back every 90 minutes and start a new one and then go to iMovie and piece it together. You know what I mean? (laughs) I have a 128 gig... Uh, SD card in mine, and that will give me a f- uh, like four. I don't know if it's four hundred minutes or four hours. Oh, really? of straight time lapse, uh, and that's higher quality than what an iPad will do. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. So, yeah. But can you get like a two fifty six card and throw in there? Right, you can get oh, okay. as much big as you want. Okay. Well, you know, my birthday's coming up. Yeah. Uh, and well, it's around yours. It's October. Father's Day. I don't know. What's in it? Valentine's Day. That's what I need. There you go. I need to get me a, a nice one of those cameras for Valentine's Day. Okay. So right. at some point, send me that info and I, I'll see if I can. You can show yourself up. some love. I'll just I can, bring yeah. it over to your house and show you how it works. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, we need to figure out. Uh, uh, you change the batteries in our in our weather station. Awesome, we got that. Uh, it doesn't measure snow. I wish that thing would measure snow. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't think they measure snow. Those no, things. It's just. I don't uh, think there would be a a way to do that. I wish there was. Yeah, because it's like up off the ground. But you know that gives us a, a chance to go and record 
uh, and measure our yeah. snow, which we right. got the other day. Wasn't that a little something something? That was so fun. Yeah. Now Not... you, you now you were working, obviously, right, Shara? Yeah. And by the time you got off, which is in the morning, how were the roads? I mean, by the time I left, they weren't bad. People who tried leaving, uh, like, right at 7 had some trouble. They were slipping and sliding, but I didn't leave till closer to 8. And okay. by then, it was, like, in Springfield, roads were just slushy, muddy mess. We had one last band. The big band moved through, and then it, and then it stopped. And then we had one last band go through right as she was leaving. It was snowing hard oh. right but it, when but I But it left. blew through. It was pretty... Thin, oh, so it blew blew over sixty five. But the roads quickly. were busy; people were out and about. So, like, it was literally just a slushy, muddy mess until I got to sixty five. Once I got on sixty five, it was fine. Oh, okay, okay. And they canceled school that morning at, at six a.m. Which wonder, is what I figured they would do. Which I mean, it was still snowing hard then. The roads would have been bad at six a.m. Right, but those side roads—that's what we got to be careful of. Those side roads with the with the buses going on, and if Moda- you would be surprised how far. A school bus will travel in Branson outside of the Branson city limits. Oh yeah, over really? to Rockaway Beach and then some. Oh, that's okay. That's they, pretty far. And they have hilly, skinny little you know dirt roads over there that they have to. And and that's why people don't understand if your road's clear, that doesn't mean they all are. Precisely, and that's why we have the winter weather advisory. You know, it doesn't mean we're going to get four inches of snow. We could get right. one inch of snow, but like that situation on Wednesday, it started. What I guess at four thirty-five, it started pre-dawn, and the surface temperature was below freezing. The ground temperature was below freezing. So this is your classic winter. If it's going to snow, it's going to start accumulating. And you and I talked the day before how we can, kind of felt it in the air. It was a little nippy. Sharp. A little it just felt sharp. sharp. I go to the mailbox. It felt like, like if it were to snow, that it could actually snow. You know, a lot of the yeah. times, either it's been real warm before we get a cool down and the ground's too warm. Well, well, the grounds and the roads and everything was cold enough to hold the snow this time. Now, we didn't get a whole lot, of course. Uh-huh. You know. We got what? What was it? An inch and a half, which is like, yeah, zero, like, like, like point one five inch of rain is what that would equal yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. Basically. It's a little tiny amount, but still enough to cause some havoc, and especially it will. Because I think, I think if the if the thing started like at eight or nine o'clock, it would have been a wholly whole different situation. Mm-hmm. But it started early. Then it's like, okay, we get a chance to like accumulate a little bit. So, I mean, yeah. winter weather advisory. And it was so funny because you you and I were talking, and this the models did not handle this this storm well at all. Because the afternoon, uh, so, you know, this was Wednesday morning, I think. I think it was Wednesday morning. So, Tuesday afternoon, the uh, AFD, the, the uh, area forecast dis- discussion came out and said, Eh, you know, probably a half an inch of snow at best. And at this point, we're not going to think about a winter weather advisory just due because the low confidence. But the evening crew will have to assess the new data. And oh my God, once and seven they did, yeah, once seven o'clock came in, and that's why I thought I need to go live on this because models had been all over the place, all over the place. It's like nothing. Okay, so, and then we saw the television guys meteorologists start pumping up and are like, okay, I'm not confident of that yet. And then all of a sudden you texted me and went, uh-oh. <laughs> and it's, yeah. that, that usually means, okay, something's coming down the pike. And sure enough, winter weather advisory for the entire area. And then, not only was it out of the Springfield area, it was out of the Tulsa office and Little Rock office, everybody. It was a area-wide regional uh, deal. Yeah. What I noticed, though, I mean, Northwest Arkansas, which is run by Tulsa, they kicked in, but Miami didn't until much later. Right. And then the next thing I know, they were dropped. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, (laughs) that was kind of (laughs) weird. But I'm kind of surprised at my my snow post, because normally we say, you know, how much did y'all get? Here's how you measure snow. But the thing, normally we get like 60, 70 comments, people, you know, oh, here's what we got. I think we got three comments. 
So I wow. must have done something wrong. It was it was me. They huh. didn't want to talk to me. They they want to talk to you. You probably used a word in there that Facebook didn't like, and they just didn't share it. Oh, to, yeah, because it'll totally just hide your post if you use the wrong wording. Who knows? I just don't know what. Yeah, everything is so politicized lately. I mean, this is weather. <laughs> There's right. no politics in our weather posts, so I don't know. Facebook's going through some changes. You know, we've even had people say, you know, what have we? Haven't seen your post in nine hours. You better post something. Well, we've been mm -hmm. posting. <laughs> so I just tell them, it's like, well, refresh your page. We don't know what to do. I mean, we're we're there posting, and we have our diehard followers they have to like and they have to comment every now and then to see our stuff exactly and that's, that's what that's i tell them all there is to it yeah even even in in the outro uh what is it i say you uh, yeah. uh like our page and be sure to like or comment on our post to have them show up in your newsfeed. that's <laughs> we, we always tell people that it's the algorithm and i was telling my yeah. buddy gary that the other day uh because I mean, he, he, he's kind of like I am in a lot of groups, kind of, a, you know, just stand back and kind of look what's going on. But, and he said, well, I hardly get any of your stuff. It's like, well, go and like every, you know, just, you don't have to comment, just hit like. Then the Facebook algorithm understands, oh, so you're wanting to see this. Well, and, and you would think that would be the case when they like the page, but no. I know. And what's Facebook getting ready to do? Take the likes out and go to follow? That's what I heard. I don't know if it's for every type of of page or certain types of pages but yeah who knows i and, wish they would just leave it alone yeah they don't know what they're doing <laughs> no they're trying to jack with all of us is what it is and every time they change everything i have to relearn a certain way of to do to do something or you know it's just it's just almost a constant retraining myself of how facebook's going to work today well maybe that's uh Maybe that helps us with our brain power. I don't know. Could I mean, the be. thing that I, I learned, which is extremely annoying, and I have to remember to do this, when I make a post now, I add the graphic last. Because if I make half of a post, add a graphic, and then finish the post, and then when I hit publish, it will only write the first half of that post in the graphic. And it's so annoying. So now I've had to learn to write the entire post, make sure it's right, then add the graphic and publish. Now, I can go back and add it after it's published, but when I'm making the initial post, I never, ever ha had to do that. I could just load it up with graphics and then talk about the graphics and make a post and be fine. Oh, I do want to... I, I do need to have a, a disclaimer that if you do hear snoring, it's because Sherry's... Oh, I she, don't snore. She was asleep <laughs> just now. I was just resting my eyes. I, I think Sherry's been up, what, almost 24 hours? She's a hard worker. She's a nurse. Very and, hard worker. And they're busy right now. You know, We're very busy and overwhelmed. And healthcare workers, we, we owe them you know gratitude. We owe them everything because you don't know what they have to go through on a day in and day out you know yeah so, i'm going to give a little applause praise there. To them. Applause, and she applause. still has time to find fun facts for us i know so i told her at the beginning as i think you slipped one hour today so <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> had a busy day so i said okay well share all we need you for is your fun facts and the, the weather word of the week and i didn't make a make a hard one for this week so well, I normally, I mean, normally we work three days a week, but I've been working four days a week, so. But you're talking 12 hours or more shifts. Oh, yeah. See, oh, I mine applaud usually, you. Mine are usually longer because we're so busy that I have to stay over and do all my charting. Oh, there's lots of stuff that nurses have to do. It's insane. Well, let's move on to tomorrow. The title of this episode is Saturday Storms. Um you, I'm glad you texted me today when the Storm Prediction Center SPC came out with their day two outlook, which was what, 12.30? I think it's 12.30 this afternoon. We got placed in a marginal risk. Yeah. What do you know? Does that excite you? Well, yeah. <laughs> it's January, so this is our, our lead up to spring, basically. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get put in these marginals and marginals, and then a slide, and then another marginal, and then another slide, and it's going to work us up to spring. Yeah, Corey right? and I getting our engines revved. We're like, okay, yes, this is just, exactly. we're just kind of gunning the, gunning the pedal right now. Because like, we right. have to have test runs, you know. Like, <laughs> Got to. <laughs> yeah. 
because usually Randy's in a show, you know, and it's just me yeah. doing it. Now, Bart, I, I don't remember the last time we had severe weather with both with us both being home, you know. I know. I mean, if, if it gets really <laughs> severe, I mean, uh, I'm usually I usually go live, you know, and you're manning stuff, which is awesome. But uh, I don't know. I mean, this year my shows are at night. So let's hope we get daytime storms. Uh, they'll probably be, you know, starting about 8 o'clock at night, which is ideal for me not being able to join you. So other than that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and I can't count how many times this past 2020 season when, you know, the storms came right during your 8 o'clock show. We got to issue it a watch just as you were leaving. Yep. For work that night, and yep. once the show was over, it was done. It was all done, and then <laughs> then I go on later, and, and I'm and, talking about big storms like tornado winds. I know. <laughs> yeah, and then I go on, and I praise Corey for taking over and doing stuff. So here I am playing the show, looking at my iPad on my music stand. It's and I'm frustrating, like, ah! isn't it? <laughs> it it's is frustrating. I don't know what to do. I mean, I'm playing the show and it's trying. Like to you're sp- watching a. It's like you're watching a fire or something right outside, and there's nothing you can do. Yeah, and I can't, you know, I have my in-ear, so I can't really hear anything. So I could, I can't plug into the iPad and listen to Corey or weather or anything. I just have to watch it on radar, which fortunately I know how to read a radar. Uh, I think you should be able, I think you need to set up a system with the Hughes brothers. Which when is? When you see that there's a tornado warning on your phone or on your iPad while you're playing the show and they're doing a show... You need a certain, you need a special cue that only you and they know what it means. Either a, a, something you play on your keyboard that means, hey, there's a tornado warning for Branson. Maybe you could play like the theme to the, the Wicked Witch. Well, that way they know something's up. Well, I tell you what, when I see severe weather going, I tell Jason. So, you know, and they hear thunder, he always turns around and looks at me. And that one time, where that tornado was getting closer. Remember the one in Eureka that we were watching? Yeah. And mm-hmm. and uh, I, I looked at him. I mean, our podcast listeners can't see this, but I'll try to explain it. He was on side stage, and I looked at him, and I went like this, <laughs> which is <laughs> doing, doing, swirling my fingers around like a tornado. And he's like, oh. And I said, I said we're good. But and I had to start playing Silver Bells. It was during the Christmas. It was kind of entertaining. So they're aware. I'm back there watching that, and if I had to... You know, if it got danger, danger, danger and had to, I would leave stage and say, look, <laughs> you know, we need to get shelter. We here. need to get to shelter. Yeah. You know, it's we had the what I don't know how long ago it was because my days are running together. But we had thunderstorms a few nights ago to where it was, oh, yeah. right. it was like a storming. long storm. And I I had a patient that was slightly confused, um, <laughs> oh. but she called me in her room. And she was like, what is all that racket outside? I cannot sleep. What are y'all doing out there? Oh. I'm like, that would be thunder. <laughs> I have no control over that. Oh. That's funny. She just like, she thought it was daytime or something. She thought they were just outside working or something. She thought they were building something in the parking lot outside her room. Oh. <laughs> Well, I wonder if that get, could probably get confusing in a hospital. I mean, if you're if you're well, ill. Well, I mean, if you're already confused and then you're hearing noises, yeah. So. Oh well, I mean, what was that the other night, Corey? That that happened. When was that? I don't remember what night it was. I forgot Which, all about I, that. I don't remember. It was Sunday the past or week. Monday, maybe. Yeah, I forgot all. I didn't even put that on the on the outline. Yeah, that thing kept me up all night. My my kids woke me up. Actually, my junior high kid came in here and said, are you, are you hearing this? Because <laughs> the weather radio kept going off. Oh. Yeah. It, it was did? flash flood warning. Oh, I was going to say, it wasn't severe. It was like flash flood. Yeah. I mean, and I got to tell you, that lightning must have struck three separate times during the night, not too far from my house, because it was like bright and boom, you know, just let <laughs> hardly any space between the flash and the thunder. And it's like, Okay. So I well, set up. You, Corey sent me a text. I mean, like, it's the middle of my shift, and I don't know if you know how nursing units are arranged, but we don't really get to see outside. Yeah, you're in that but, middle place, yeah. But, I mean, he texted me something about, are you? is it raining there or something? And I, well, I said, are you getting any lightning? 
I texted him back. I'm like, oh, that's so cute that you think I can see outside. <laughs> well, when I go to Mercy and sit in the parking lot, all I see are windows. Well, those are the patient's rooms. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah, right. They can see out, but Sharon can't see. Close their, and they close their blinds at night. So like, they gotcha. have these huge shades that gotcha. cover those windows at night. But you're right. I mean, that's all you see when you're on the outside of the hospital. It's like, look at all these windows. <laughs> I was like, that's so funny that you think I can see outside. <laughs> Yeah, but and we got some we got some decent rain. It was an inch and one point six, I think. That's yeah, that's yeah. when we got one point six, and it came down hard for a while, for a while. And I was like, oh gosh, <laughs> I was hoping. <laughs> you know, my 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 issue is it's not the amount of rain; it's the rain rate, because it can rain steadily, light to moderate for days, and I will be fine in my basement. It's like when we get three inches in thirty five minutes. That's yeah. when I have a problem. So sure. Anyway, uh, we, in a minute uh, we're going to get to the weather school. Not not right now, uh, but it's going to talk about all the SPC levels: the marginal, slight, enhanced, uh, moderate, and uh, what's the big one? high? Yeah, the high risk. So uh, yeah, tomorrow's just a marginal. Uh, mostly at this point, it looks like more of a wind event, not really a a hail event. Because that's that that's the last big storm that came through. They were talking about more hail potential mm-hmm. than wind, and now this one is more wind. And there's a two percent tornado in there, which I'm like, yeah. And that piques my interest a little bit. You know, the low end tornadoes. It's 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 early in the year. Yeah, but they're happening. I mean, we had one in Alabama the other night. And Man. It was pretty crazy. Oh. Alabama pre- got destroyed. Preliminary EF two was upgraded to an EF three. Holy cow! And they were but, watching uh, for that thing too. And then uh, Tallahassee, I think it was, got hit by another one. Then the the day after that, it was just a, a, an EF one. It didn't wow. do too much damage. Just down so there in Dixie Alley, yeah. They're starting up, man. This is the time of year where it starts up in Dixie Alley. You know, oh, January, yeah. February before it starts appear. So, I mean, they're happening, so it gives me hope that something might happen when it's time for ours. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it's going to continue to ramp up. I mean, there's uh, now, okay, they're talking about, okay, here's my confidence level. You know, everybody's talking about, you know, by the by end of next week, the coldest air of the season's coming down. And, uh, okay. Let, let me throw my rando logic on this. I do see it a little bit on the GFS. It doesn't last long, and we're back in the 50s right after that. So I did, didn't you send me something that uh, Tulsa graphic or something? It's like yeah. that said that like you know cold cold air coming down 15 degrees below the, the, the normal. Well, the normal is 50 degrees. So 15 degrees below that is 35. We've been having 30. I mean, now that's Tulsa, of course, but... 35 degree high days are not uncommon for this area. And, you know, I, I am not convinced yet that we are going to have this major polar plunge coming down. I'm just. Well, I just got an alert on my my iPad. Now, this is from a uh, Springfield Media. Uh, b- but. Uh, okay. The alert says long range forecast hinting. At snow, find out when. <laughs> so that's something to watch for in the long term. Of course, long term and snow, they don't mix. I mean, no. it's going to change. No. Okay. Well, l- let me tell you what I think is going on. Now, I did a model parade, uh, <clears throat> which means I go and look at look at the models just to see what's going on, but not to make a forecast, just to eye candy it. The GFS has a, a big little system rolling through around February 4th or 5th, which would be next weekend. That's a big little system? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It, big, big meaning... Is that it's, an oxymoron? Well, it depends. It, I guess it could be construed that way. Big, in my opinion, means it's got some teeth to it, but it's not a huge, wide aerial system. So it's like, let, let me say a potent little system. That's better. Gotcha. A potent little system, uh, which could be you know rain, freezing rain, and snow about the February 4th or 5th, but then I cross-referenced it with the Canadian, and guess what the Canadian showed? What's that? Absolutely nothing. Right. Absolutely nothing. And I went, okay. 
So I thought, well, Mr. Canadian model, what do you got going on? So I kind of did the parade, you know, starting back a little bit and looking. And the Canadian model has something rolling in around the 6th and the 7th that looks like it could be a snow event, which might be what the, you know, the Springfield people are talking about. And I, as a disclaimer, if anybody follows models, you, you have to understand the Canadian model is a little bit more aggressive when it comes to snowfall. In other words, if you, if you see two identical, well, I put identical in air quotes, you know, like, like the short range when they all kind of say the same thing, and you throw the Canadian on there, it's going to show a wider spread of snowfall. It's, it's mm-hmm. more biased towards snow. So I don't know. But I, it said, you know, the, the evening of the, of the 6th into, you know, the daytime of the 7th, and then I cross-referenced that back with the GFS. Guess what the GFS had? <laughs> You can guess it. Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Oh, on the 6th and 7th, they had nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is a classic example of why you can't take one model. <laughs> okay. but what Are they I, talking about the same system? They're just off on times? Is that what's going on? That, that's what I'm thinking. That's exactly what I'm thinking. And the, and the cold air coming in behind that. Because, I, I mean, peop, it, 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 if you're a model watcher... And you understand how to read models. This is just a classic example saying, okay, well, both models say there's a system moving in. Okay, so you can deduce from that, all right, well, there could be something then. So maybe a 40% chance of maybe some rain or snow. And that's usually what the National Weather Service will reflect on that. However, the 6th and the 7th is a little too far out for me to get excited about anything. And meanwhile, I'm sure the uh, Weather Channel already has a name ready for it. Oh, don't get me started. You had to go there, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Which would be what? Uh, oh, Gertrude. I don't, know. We, don't, I don't I, know. we don't follow those. No. We I, make fun of them yeah. a lot. I mean, I will watch the Weather Channel, and I've always said this before. The Weather Channel does good at really broad spectrum, broad range, like regional, like northeast U.S., or, you know, western U.S., or, 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 and they have good hurricane coverage. But when it comes down to, in my opinion, the specific forecast, like southwest Missouri, it's all a computer-generated thing, and it's like, meh, I don't watch them. I watch you know, them. when I watch the Weather Channel, when Never? I see the name Stormdar Weather on the screen when they air <laughs> something we shot. Why, yes. Yes, indeed. And we need to get some more stuff. Well, we yeah. need, something needs to happen. <laughs> Nothing's right. actually happened earlier. Oh, okay. Who we talked a long time. I think it's time to get to the weather school now. Um, like I said before, this all the SPC risk levels uh, for the different five levels and what you can expect if your area happens to get under one of these levels. So let's get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. So you've just learned that the Storm Prediction Center has placed your area in a slight risk for severe thunderstorms. This week we're going to talk in depth about the five risk levels and dig into what they really mean. A moderate risk for severe thunderstorms is in effect in portions of southern middle Tennessee, northern Alabama, and northwest Georgia. Strong tornadoes, very large hail, and damaging winds are expected this afternoon into tonight, especially in the red and orange areas. The SPC does an amazing job in monitoring the atmosphere and identifying specific areas of the country where ingredients could come together for damaging weather. They use risk levels to give us a perspective of the intensity of impending severe weather. The five risk levels are marginal, slight, enhanced, moderate, and high. These risk levels are based upon atmospheric conditions that could support the development of severe thunderstorms and tornadoes. The marginal risk is the lowest on the scale, and by definition, a marginal risk states isolated severe thunderstorms possible. Any severe storms are expected to be limited in duration, in coverage, and intensity. 
elevated storms could produce winds from 40 to 60 miles per hour and or hail up to one inch in diameter, with a low risk for tornadoes. Next is the slight risk. This is plotted when scattered severe storms are possible. The definition of a slight risk is short-lived and not widespread, isolated, intense storms. The criteria lists one or two tornadoes, reports of strong winds and wind damage, and one-inch hail with isolated two-inch diameter hail. Remember that in a slight risk, they aren't anticipating anything widespread, but a few storms will have the potential to reach severe limits. The third on the list is the enhanced risk, where numerous severe thunderstorms are possible. By definition, the enhanced risk states more persistent and or widespread storms with a few intense storms. This criteria lists a few tornadoes, several reports of wind damage, and hail from one to two inches in diameter. Moving up the scale, next is the moderate risk. Now we're getting into the area of possible severe weather outbreak. The definition of a moderate risk area is widespread severe storms likely, and it's defined as long-lived, widespread, and intense. The criteria reads strong tornadoes, widespread wind damage, and destructive hail two inches in diameter or greater. And finally, the high risk. We really don't see high risk hoisted very often, maybe once or twice a year. The high risk states long-lived, very widespread, and particularly dangerous intense storms. The definition of a high risk is tornado outbreak and derecho. Within these risk areas, we might see a black hatched area outlined as well. This hatched area is defined as a 10% or greater probability of a significant severe event occurring within 25 miles of a point. An example of a hatched area would be very large to giant hail or wind gusts in excess of 75 miles per hour. A hatched area could also indicate an intense tornado or two possible as well. The thing we have to realize about a risk area is that not everyone is going to experience a severe storm. As a matter of fact, the risk areas outlined by the SPC are quite large and cover a lot of real estate. But in reality, when severe weather strikes, it doesn't cover that much real estate. So when you get underneath a slight or moderate or even a high risk, be prepared for severe weather, but don't freak out. The SPC sometimes plots these risk areas several days before the actual event occurs. And these risk areas do change the closer we get to the actual event. Sometimes model data will suggest that the atmosphere could really be in turmoil three days out, but the next day, they could back off. So the SPC is very cautious on how they place these risk areas and the intensity. The risk areas are plotted first in a series of events that leads up to a potential severe thunderstorm watch or a tornado watch. So, the next time that you hear that your area is in a slight risk or an enhanced risk for severe weather, then just pay attention and be aware that rough weather could be coming. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there you go, all about the weather school. <laughs> We were trying, I started playing recording, <laughs> and we were trying to get our drinks together, like, oh, we got to get all these, <laughs> swallow the drink. <laughs>
Oh, it's been a fun podcast so far, but... Okay, it's time for In Other News, and uh, this week we got a lot of In Other News, which is cool, I think. Yeah. Um, we have a lot. I don't have so much, but... Well, you sent me some stuff. Um, this is one uh, I sent you, and I, I, I found I thought it was interesting. Ice covers the Sahara Desert for the fourth time in 50 years. Oh, you sent me that, and that was pretty cool. Yes, it said on Tuesday, January 19th, one of the world's driest places awoke to an otherworldly dusting of frost. Wow. In the Sahara Desert of northwest Algeria, just outside of the time of the town of Ansefra, I guess, uh, sand dunes were streaked with ice crystals as far as the eye could see. Local photographer Kim Buchatata captured the unusual weather in pictures and videos and have made line, headlines around the world. And you can read this. It's livescience.com. So, uh-huh. uh, and it, it's got a picture on there, and it's like really, really cool. It's ice streaks along, along the sand dunes. It's a, a nice little article. explains their height and... Uh, all the snow and all stuff there. So I thought that was really, really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And you sent me something the other day about Hawaii that was really, really interesting. Well, it was the same night we had that winter weather advisory come down. We were expecting up to an inch, basically, of snow. And at the same time, I saw where there was a winter storm warning, in effect, uh, for the higher ter- terrain of, of Hawaii. And I thought, oh, that's cool. Hawaii. They're going to get more snow than we are. They, they they got up to six inches, you know. Of course, they're very. It's 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 way up there in the mountains in Hawaii. Exactly on the top of the, but, the uh, mountains. But it's still Hawaii, and I just can't wrap my my head around that. This is that's basically oh. down there. <laughs> well, Hawaii. I don't know what what what. what Size Hawaii is by land. I don't know compared. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's not big, but you know when it's a, it's it's a lot up because that's it's built yeah, with the volcano. But when it was snowing at the time, just a few miles away, it was eighty degrees. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. I just I know. can't wrap my head around it, and I think it's cool. Earth is cool that in in that way. Oh, I know. And and uh, when I went to the actual grid, the Hawaiian grid, yes, you know they Missouri's. Springfield has their forecast grid. Well, Hawaii has its uh, two or three forecast grids, I think. Um, it showed you know, the winter storm warning, which is the pink, and two little, you know, right on top of each mountain. There was two of them, and it's like at least six inches of snow was going to fall. Like, holy cow. Well, let me ask you this. <laughs> All right. Do people, is it pretty rural? There's nowhere that lives that high up in the mountains, right, where it actually snows. It's pretty barren right i don't know i've never I even been know. to hawaii but i'm asking you because i want to know this can you buy a winter coat in hawaii Ooh, i would say yes and let me tell you okay. why because there are some towns on the north side that are kind of up you know up the mountain a little bit i don't know how high up i don't know if it's like all the way uh, you know that's that's pretty bizarre, but I don't know. You'll have to kind of uh, Siri may have to, <laughs> to to tell you that I don't know. Right. So, uh, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, the same time that we had our winter a uh, weather advisory here. So I think if you hear something in the background, I think that's Griffin joining. It would us. be Griffin. He's whining. He wants to go to bed. Oh well, we'll 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 end this at some point. So does mom. He wanted my phone, and I wouldn't let him have my phone because I need my phone. So yes. Well, you know, speaking of snow, Stuart, our friend Stuart Langer up in in uh, North Pole, Alaska, uh, sent us something from the Fairbanks office, Fairbanks, Alaska office, saying, "Where's all this snow?" Because I think, I think, apparently, now you, you just texted me something a while ago. I just closed it out. Uh, Fairbanks or North Pole, Alaska have had snow uh, 0.1. 0.1 inch. 0.1 tenth, inch. A tenth of mm-hmm. an inch. At the same time, Tucson, Arizona had one inch of snow. <laughs> yeah, Arizona had more snow than Alaska. What's what's going on? 
Uh, it sounds what's like something's on, topsy turvy. What's, what's going on in the world right now? It's the effects of 2020 still it's, hanging on. Uh, uh, yep, there you go. You got go. ice in the Sahara. You got more snow in Arizona than Alaska. It's very interesting. Now, that's happened three times before now in 1922, 1964, and 1976. Now, it's been late in the season. Those, those other three years were in March, March, and April. So, we're still pretty early. <laughs> You would think in January you'd have more snow up there than you would think. They, they just came out, well, not they, but uh, Alaska, especially Utkyagvik, has, right. has just come out of polar night. <laughs> so you know it's cold enough to snow up there. It just didn't do it. And speaking of snow, I found this, too. Uh, this, is, uh, this is on Weather Nation. This happened this week. California. Let me give you some snow totals. Sugar Bowl, California, 79 inches. Alpine Meadows, 80 inches. Dodge Ridge, 88 inches. And Mammoth Mountain, right at the summit at the top, had 107 inches of snow. This week. <laughs> this week? This week. That's crazy. <laughs> and, and this entire month, Stuart got a tenth of an inch of snow. <laughs> well, you know, that's a lot of snow in California, not a lot of snow in Alaska, but I'll tell you somewhere else that got a lot of snow. Okay. Now, you're I'm going to tell you the amount of snow and you're going to say that's not a lot of snow, but it is a lot of snow <laughs> because, all right. This place got 1 inch of snow. Okay, 1 inch of snow. My guess would be Louisiana? Las Vegas, Nevada. Las Vegas. Holy they're cow. Not known for their, they're not known for their snow in Las Vegas. No, that's a desert. They just recorded their first snow. Now, it must snow there some because this is their first snow in over a decade. Mm. One inch was reported at McCarran International Airports with higher amounts, of course, in the mountains. But, yeah, they had an inch of snow. I'm looking at pictures of the Strip, and they have snow in Las Vegas. Oh, Which is my about gosh. what we got with this last system. <laughs> they, got it, they, got, they got it in Vegas, basically. And I bet they had no idea what to do. Yeah, absolutely. At least it's flat there, you know? Well, that's true. If you start sliding, you're not going to slide off anywhere. You just kind of keep sliding. Well, but they do have mountains that's not so flat, but yeah. Well, that would, that, yeah, that would not be good. <laughs> well, I thought that was pretty cool because I, I've, I don't know that I've ever read where Las Vegas got snow. I didn't even know it was a thing because it's basically the desert, right? Yeah, I wouldn't think so at all. Yeah. I, I would, because I, I would think parts of Arizona would because there's quasi mountainous areas. So yes. I would think, okay, well, you know, I've, then the Rockies extend down there in Arizona. Oh yeah, and they're up through Colorado. Yeah, not not yeah parts of Nevada. Yeah, because Las Vegas would be a desert. I mean, my wife and and kind of grandson went there, and it was like 115 degrees, mm -hmm. and it was. But hot. it's a dry heat. It's a dry right? heat. <laughs> yeah, that's what I always hear. Oh, I know. So it doesn't feel. It's not miserable like if it was 115 here or. You don't have that humidity. Oh, yeah. Well, if it's 95 in Louisiana, it feels like 120. You know, right. It's just that, that it's up there. Um, hey, speaking of Louisiana. Yeah, okay. Uh, this week, since our last podcast, the Lake Charles Doppler weather radi radar went back operational uh, again. Uh, and this is two months ahead of, ahead of schedule. It was destroyed earlier in the hurricane season by Hurricane Laura. Just totally wiped that thing out. Totally rebuilt, brand new radar at Lake Charles, and it's back, should be back online now. If not, it will be this week. It took them that long? Well, it's two months ahead of schedule. Yeah. Holy cow. Well, when, right. did, when did it go out? That was like, what, August? Uh, Hurricane Laura, oh. yeah. Uh, it might have been before we had that. A lot, we had a lot of hurricane, a lot of, a lot of letters go through. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> wow. Well, good for them. And now, I mean, they need it down there. And it's been proven time and time again. Uh, if you if you look at radar scope or actually any radar that has <coughs> that radars in the southeast, they're kind of clustered together. Well, th there's a reason for that <laughs> because those hurricanes come on, and this is a classic example. It wiped out 
what, Lake Charles? Is that what it did? Yeah, Lake Charles. Mm-hmm. And then, but you've got other radars. You got Mobile, and you got uh, Shreveport and stuff to to kind of keep an eye on that that uh, hurricane if it comes through. So well, that's two why. weeks later, they had another one come through that was like fifteen miles from the last one. Wasn't remember that, that weird? Gosh, yeah. I do remember that. So it probably would have been taken out again if it were up. Well, it's a good thing they didn't try to to put it back up. <laughs> hey. I got a bit of information here. Uh, it's actually weather history. Okay. On uh, this past week, this week in weather history, on January 24th, 1967, the fourth worst tornado in St. Louis history occurred. A <gasps> uh, 25 mile long path, 216 injuries, and three fatalities. It took out 168 homes, and 600 businesses were destroyed. Uh, and this is the last time an F4 tornado hit has hit St. Louis. It was in 1967. Wow. In January. in January. So they can happen, folks. We're getting there. We're Yes, we're on our way. And the, the, the global temperature is heating up. So that's why you're seeing, we, we say this practically every week. That's why you're seeing more violent, you know, uh, bomb uh, bombogenesis type of, of, of uh, mm-hmm. hurricanes coming on. These tornadoes are getting stronger, so we really need to be weather aware. Yep. That for sure. I want to uh, promote something that you've been doing that's been getting a lot of positive feedback, Corey, and it's really cool. Yeah, it's gotten more positive feedback than I thought it would. People are it's loving been it. generating some more likes to our page and and uh, lots of shares and likes and comments. Yeah, just so, it's Stormdar on working. the road. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, your your first video, which I absolutely love, was the one about Power Site Dam. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have to give a little little pat on the back. Uh, Power Site Dam is owned by uh, Liberty Utilities, which right. actually owns Empire Park down there, which is a great place to go disc golfing too. And uh, Liberty Utilities. On they should rename it Liberty Park. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, because it used to be Empire Electric. You know, right. it used to be that. But uh, Liberty Utilities on their web, uh, uh, on their Facebook page, shared your video to their Facebook page. Yeah, I mean, and they reached. I mean, they go into Oklahoma and Joplin, and they're all over the place. I, I, I did not tag them in it. Uh-uh. So they found it on their own somehow. Isn't that something? So yeah, I thought I that was really, really cool. About it. And you did uh, another one, uh, the Snow Day, which uh, that was, yeah. what, you, what, yesterday or something? You dropped that yesterday, I think. I dropped it about 11 o'clock last night, which is the wrong time to add a video. <laughs> but but it, it already has, I think it just passed 5,000 views, and we're not even 24 hours later. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, it's a great, and and I'm thinking too now. It's like, okay, what cool can we can we do? Uh, I, I mean, you're doing fine without me. I mean, I think you just go. I think it's just. No, I'm, well, I'm going to have you on some of them. I'm going to take you along for the ride, and and I want you to. You want me to video while you're some of you of them, and you know, I got, I I got a lot. I got a list of places to go see and do, and people to talk to, and. I know. So we're, we got, and, and I'm looking for ideas. If anybody ever has any ideas, just let us know and we'll check it out. Yeah, and maybe e- put e- it on there. E- email us at stormdarweather at gmail.com or just message us on our Facebook page. Uh, just go to stormdarweather and just send us a DM and uh, anything you'd like to see. I think people will start to get into it a lot more. Uh, yeah. Once once we get drop some more stuff, so kudos. Well, I've only done I've only done two so far, and and it's generated quite a bit of. Activity on our page. Yes. And, and I like and that. I like when our likes go up. Usually our likes go up when we have severe weather or snow. Oh, gosh. They it's, it's fun to have our <laughs> likes going up when there's no actual weather going on. You know? Right. Yeah. And and so, especially when we go live. I mean, that that's right. a good thing because people kind of kind of rely on us now to go live, especially if we are in danger. And so well, that's... That's my whole... I mean, I'm trying to get people that like the videos that I'm posting to give us a like or give us a share or comment. That way they see all of our other stuff as well. Right. Right. And you you know, if you go to our, our Facebook page, go under videos. I think there's a, there's a tab there. It says videos. You see all the videos we do. Some of them are just radar loops, <laughs> you know, Yeah. <laughs> but there's some stuff embedded, embedded. I made in a there. new playlist on 
on both Instagram and our Facebook page right before we started this podcast. So oh, uh, cool. Stormdar on the Road has its own playlist on Facebook. Just click videos and playlists, and you can see all of the Stormdar oh, on the Roads in there. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, I love, I love where the site's going. I, I just think we need yeah. to keep going. Uh, we're doing something right, <laughs> you know. Sure, bringing weather, accurate weather forecast to people, and people it, see us. I mean, we're yeah. followed by uh, the United States Army Corps of Engineers. Oh yeah, Se- Empire Elect or Liberty Utilities. Several fire departments. I mean, oh, countless, countless fire, fire departments. You know, and, and they make it. Diff- they're the ones actually out there looking uh, for for the tornadoes sitting on their fire trucks. Yeah, the volunteer fire departments as the storms are rolling in as storm spotters. And we've even had conversations. I mean, direct message to message conversation. We love it because that their eyes also help us. That's what you and I, that's what we live for, basically. Oh, yeah. Well, like I said, you want to be out in the middle of it. I want to be at the helm watching that radar and stuff. (laughs) Well, that's good. Uh Boy, that's a lot of in other news, don't you think? <laughs> it seems like it. Yeah, we'll probably think of more stuff, but I didn't. I came into this podcast, I didn't really know what we were going to talk about, but it, yeah. It well, it's funny because because the past three or four podcasts, I always say I don't have anything. You got anything? And then you're the one that fills it up. And this time, yeah, it's like, right? oh, I got tons of stuff. Here we go. I mean, I've been sending you stuff throughout the week, uh-huh. but I didn't save it. To, to remember what I sent you. I know. Well, that's why I try to text it to you so I can go back. You know, text it to me. We can go back in our text text stream and stuff. We're just right. talking now. Is Shara awake over there? I don't I'm here. Know. Oh. My eyes are even open. Uh, okay. <laughs> She's so sleepy. Well, this is going to be fun. I think it's time to get to Shara's segment. Get ready to get educated in Shara's fun facts. It is Shara's Fun Facts, and I know you got tons of stuff to talk about. So, uh, Shara, before you fall asleep, let's turn it over to you and wow us with your knowledge. Okay. So, I found this randomly in my searches. Meteorology. I don't think I've ever actually brought this one up. That's the study of meteors. Yeah. Aristotle. Mm-hmm. wasn't simply a superb thinker. He's additionally credited as being the founding father of meteorology. Oh, okay. In 350 BC, Aristotle penned an, a book he referred to as Meteorology. Inside its covers, he detailed a procedure that meteorologists have since termed the hydraulic cycle. Hydrologic cycle. Sorry. Okay. He hydraulic. did uh, hydraulic. <laughs> Great. She, me some she, slack. She's asleep. Yeah, she's asleep. So that's he fine. did all of this without using the flowery computer systems, which we now use. Anyway, I just found that interesting. I didn't know Aristotle was the founder of meteorology. Do you think he had a weather station on his roof? Probably. On his carriage, yeah. <laughs> all right. So Tuesday is. Groundhog February Day. 2nd, Groundhog Yay. Day. One of Corey's favorite movies, Groundhog Day. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I hate that movie. I like it. <laughs> I <can't stand laughs> <Did you really? laughs> it's so annoying. I can't do it. I can't ever watch it. But anyway, so everybody knows that Groundhog's Day is February 2nd. Every year, the largest and most famous celebration for Groundhog Day in the United States is held in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, and the groundhog's name is Punxsutawney Phil. Yeah. But mm. did you know his actual full name is not Punxsutawney Phil? His full name is Punxsutawney Phil, seer of seers, sage of sages, prognosticator of prognosticators, and weather prophet extraordinary. Yeah, they actually say that in their little ceremony yeah. where he really? whispers in their ear oh my whether gosh. he saw a shadow or not. That's his full name. Yeah, I didn't realize that was his name, but they do say that. But also <laughs> they say that um, the movie in 1993 when Groundhog Day the movie came out, was the whole reason, like, since then, like, hundreds of thousand people started flocking to the celebration. So it did good for business in Yeah, I mean, like, tiny little town in Pennsylvania, but, like, they've been having the celebration since it 
1800s is when it goes back oh, wow. to. Oh, wow. Yeah. Thanks to that movie, they said hundreds of thousands of people flocked <laughs> there to see it. Um, but his Funksatani Phil's weather predictions have been accurate approximately 39% of the time since 1887. Wow. Ooh, 39%. That ain't much. He sees his shadow about 85% of the time. <laughs> He needs to hook up with Aristotle. <laughs> Groundhog really. Day celebration organizers claim that predictions are accurate about 75 to 90% of the time. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Punxsutawney Phil lives in a climate-controlled habitat that is attached to the Punxsutawney Library. Approximately 40,000 people attend the Groundhog Day celebration in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania every year. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> I thought she dozed off for a second. <laughs> I have a lot of facts that I'm trying to sort through them. Okay. So groundhogs only live six to eight years, but folklore suggests that Phil sips a magical drink that gives him seven more years of life. Oh. Okay. So he's supposed to be immortal. Phil, okay. Well, he's been around. I wonder how many fills there have been. 1887. Just yeah. one. So, he do keeps... you know there's other states have their own, though? Really? Okay. Like, there's several other states that have their own, and I don't remember them all, but uh, the one that stuck with me the most was the one New York has their own, and it's called Pothole Pete. <laughs> Guess he pops up out of a pothole. Okay. Also, he's a shadow. <laughs> yeah. Phil has a wife. Oh. Do you know this? No. Phil is no longer a bachelor these days. He has a wife named Phyllis who helps <laughs> with his duties as the prognosticator of prognosticators. When Phil and Phyllis are busily looking for their shadows on Groundhog Day, they reside quietly at the Punxsutawney Memorial Library. We can only guess what they would like to read about most. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. I was just saying. Oh, oh, oh it's not a question. You're, I thought I'm, you were going to tell us. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing. <laughs> just thinking, why do they live in a library? Uh, yeah, I know. That makes sense. I thought her name maybe was going to be... Weather? Okay. Uh, maybe weather? Okay. Shadows? Maybe they, maybe they read they up on the weather. so the they podcast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the shadows. I thought her name was going to be Philomena. Well, that would have been fine. Yeah, Philomena and Phil. Oh, well. Yes. I think that's all my facts. Okay. I think I've run out of facts. Well, um, that was it. But that's okay. Other countries have similar spring. Yeah, no. It originally it originated in Germany, though. Oh, really? Because I have a, I, uh, I have a, a well, I quote unquote weather school on that, but I didn't want to, I did not want to play it this week because we've got like, uh, you know, storms possibly tomorrow, or whatever. But maybe I'll play it next week. I don't know. I haven't heard it in a year. <laughs> but I, I like, I mean, I I know some of those facts you said were not in uh, the 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 weather school thing, so that's really cool. There was tons. I had to sort through some of them were kind of boring, but and you've had one hour sleep in like four days, so that's good. <laughs> I was it's I've been actually looking for those facts for the past like four hours. I just kept dozing off. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm falling asleep with my phone in my hand. Well, I know, I, I know. Griffin's gonna wanting to go to bed. You're gonna wanting to go to bed. So uh, why why don't we just get to the final segment and then you can go to sleep? So let's get to that. It's the weather word of the week. It's the storm our weather weather word of the week. So if Shara can stay awake long enough to give us that, the definition, then she, we, she can retire to La La Land. So Shara. If I can get my three-year-old to leave me alone. Oh, well. I'm trying to <laughs> well, this is my phone e- out of my hand. This is an easy one. So Shara, what is this week's storm our weather weather word of the week? Are you sure you didn't get this confused with your recipes or something? Nope. Nope. <laughs> this is the lemon technique. Yes, the lemon technique. Yes. What is the lemon technique? The lemon technique is a method used by meteorologists using weather radar to determine the relative strength of thunderstorm cells in a vertically sheared environment. It is named for Leslie R. Lemon, the co-creator of the current conceptual model of a supercell. How about that? 
cool. I thought that was really cool. So, yeah, I know when I first saw it, too, is in, in my list of weather words, like, lemon, huh? Well, is it going to look like a lemon or whatever? No, it's Leslie you, R. Lemon. You want to have some kind of weather fact named after you? Well, the Corey effect. I, I, <laughs> it would have to do with flying a drone in wind or something like that. But. See, Corey, all you got to do is, is put some fishing line on your drone, man, and then you can fly yeah. it in wind. There you go. It'll be like a kite. Exactly. So it starts going, oh, I'm going to fly away. You could just reel it in with your, you know. I, he I've needs got... to post the video of his drone crashing. Yeah. I mean, remember, it crashed into you, but he crashed it, it last week. Or it, oh. He tried to push it too far. It's got a, it's got an automatic battery on it. No, I remember when that. It starts, yeah. yeah, when it starts dying, it knows to head home. It knows how much battery it'll take and to Corey get home. And Corey said, no. <laughs> he thought, no, it can go a little bit longer. <laughs> and he was over water. He was over Tady Como. I would have jumped in to get it. And it started coming down. Oh. So there's some, there's some really fun video of it going crashing into the rocks and <laughs> just trying to get it out of I know the water. I, I was on here and I know you showed Shara, but you haven't showed me yet, so you need to be, oh, somebody's tired. He's done. I'm going to have to go take care of okay. him. Okay, well, Shara... And our, and our son's ready to go to bed, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, Shara, you get some sleep. Next week we'll have more facts. How about that? Good night. Good night. <laughs> Oh, so Corey, <laughs> poor thing. I hate. I mean, being sleepy, man. Being sleepy is so hard. Yeah, and I know he's three. He gets up early. Three. Yeah. Oh gosh. Oh, not me. I, 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 I'm like that when. Uh, no, I'm not like that. <laughs> I don't think so. When I get up at seven o'clock, I'm like that. But uh, yeah. Well, what do you think? You think uh, we're gonna get any stormage tomorrow? You know, I don't know. I'm kind of wondering what the one or the midnight update from the SBC looks like. Yeah, tonight. yeah. I'm I'm probably going to be up because well, that two percent piques my interest a little bit. You know, I I know. Well, tornado. Okay, now I looked, and when I was reading the the Storm Prediction Center text product, which you know. Again, if you're in meteorology or have avid weather enthusiasts like us, you can't just look at, oh, 2% tornado. It's going to tornado. No, you have to read everything. And what it was saying is the instability factor isn't that great. No. We're not going to have that much instability. But the shear factor is really strong. And yeah. that's probably why, I mean, even Ron was saying yesterday, yesterday uh, Ron Hurst was just saying, yeah, that wind is going to pick up. And I saw those uh, pressure gradients, uh, the isobars starting to really kick in, too. So we're not only going to have rain, uh, we're going to have wind with it. And if we can get, you know, some good shear, you know, like in, any updraft at all. That's what, that's the thing it's going to, I think, it's going to kick this thing. If we can get any updraft going, yeah. then that's going to have some shear and that could possibly take off and be something. It could be interesting. I mean, it's January, you know. Oh, yeah. It's January. Yeah. So I'm not, you can't bank on it or anything like that. Well, and I was going to Springfield tomorrow, uh, but I just got dropped a whole bunch of uh, videos I'm going to add music to uh, with uh, with Marilyn. So I thought, okay, well, I need to get that done. So I will be here, and uh, I'm going to go visit my mother on Sunday and bring her all sorts of goodies. Oh, good. She there. There's some cookies that I make called Amish sugar cookies. I found this recipe, and they are a hit with people, and they're good. Really? Oh gosh. Have yes. I, I wonder if I've ever had. I don't remember ever having. Maybe I did. I think I've had a sugar cookie at your house. Before. Oh, I know you've had a sugar cookie. <laughs> I don't know if you yeah. had that one though, because it's been. I don't know. Over a year since y'all have been here. I think. Been a while. Yeah. Th this one. I don't know what makes it Amish. It's powdered sugar. Sugar. Uh, butter and oil. That's the wet ingredient, which is different than a cookie. You know, normally it's yeah. just butter and sugar and stuff. So uh, it's a nice now, light what, cookie. It, it has butter in it? Uh, a stick of butter, a half a cup of oil, vegetable oil, a half cup of regular sugar, and a half cup of powdered sugar. Interesting. Yeah, I'll send you the recipe. I just found you it online. To, you have to cut off all the power to your house to bake, bake them as the problem. Well, that's where I build the fire out in, yeah. the, in the barbecue grill. Because the Amish, they don't use those 
those electric ovens. I don't think they do, do they? No. I don't know. And some Mennonites don't either. Some of them do, some of them don't. Oh. Well, I, I like my oven, so I'm just going to keep, keep yeah. doing it that way. <laughs> oh, okay, I think we're going going off the rails now. Got anything else to add? I, I think we about got it all, don't you? Uh, I think so. We had lots of cool, really cool uh, in other news. I'm glad we had that. I mean, ice covering the Sahara Desert. It, fourth time in 50 years. So something, like you said, something's going on. North Pole, Alaska, Fairbanks got one-tenth of an inch of snow, while Tucson has one inch of snow. That's not right. Something, not right at all. Something going on. So uh, next week will be February. So our next podcast will be in February. And uh, maybe we'll have to start focusing more on SPC. Well, that's usually how it goes. Yeah. So what are we what? We usually start getting excited. <laughs> 31 days, right? From today, thirty-one days. Yeah, but you know we've had we've had some good decent bouts in February in our time. Yeah, and with this being a La Nina year, you just never know what's going to happen. Isn't that true? My gosh. Yeah, yeah. And, and Dixie Alley's lighting up. We had that major. And that probably has something to do with the snow in Alaska and the snow everywhere. I mean, it all plays in. It, it all. It's all coincides it's all a system that works together oh yeah it's it's so who you know, knows yeah we'll, we'll who knows to what's going to happen keep following that uh and i yeah i think we'll have the pod next week before the supposed cold air hits i again i'm i'm not convinced it's going to be major i mean there some places are kind of hyping as like boy it's going to be cold and you got blah, blah, blah. i don't think it's going to be that big we'll see I could change my mind next week. It's it's a long-range forecast. You just can't bank on a long-range forecast. Right. All right. Well, if you're done, I think I'm about done. I'm so, done. So let's wrap this thing up then. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our post to have us show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website and our merch store. Buy your stuff at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>